Hello! Welcome to Whatcha Watchin', the podcast. I'm your host, Anna Patterson, and this is the podcast where I sit down with a couple of my friends and we talk about what we're watching. Today, I'm sitting down with Kayla Westerfeld and Justin Murray, and we're going to be talking about the films of M. Night Shyamalan. So strap in and get ready for a plot twist. This is Whatcha Watchin'. Oh, man. Yeah? That okay. was solid. Was that it? was really good. Okay. Get ready for a plot twist. Get ready for a plot twist. Do you guys okay. want to introduce yourselves? I'm Kayla. <laughs> Tell us about yourself. Why are you qualified to talk about M. Night Shyamalan movies? Well, um, that's a really good question. I, I, could, I feel like the standard answer would be I went to school for a film. So yeah. I, have a, I have a little bit of, you know, knowledge on what makes a good and bad film. But, um, but the unqualified answer would just be, um, I just watch a lot of M. Night Shyamalan movies. I don't know what it is about him, but he is just a um, freaking mis- mystery box that when you open, <laughs> you really have no idea what you're going to get. Justin, introduce yourself. Where yeah. are you from? Why are you qualified? Oh, man, where am I from? Oh, man, well. Where are you from? I'm What's just, going on? You know, I'm from the moment, you know? I kind of <laughs> just, I live in it always. It's where I was born. It's where I was raised. Um, but M. Night Shyamalan, I also went to film school, but M. Night Shyamalan, I haven't watched all of his movies. I'll say that off the front. But I had, like, the trajectory of, like, you know, your unbreakable split mm-hmm. glass. So I was mm-hmm. like, oh, this is that guy. And then a little bit on the side of, like, he did Avatar. Yeah. He did a few other movies that I'm kind of like, ooh, I, I won't get into it, but M. Night Shyamalan to me is potential that just like he gets in his own way for, for reasons we'll talk about. But uh, his ego gets in the way. I yeah. feel like that's a big part of it. Mm-hmm. I agree. So, a little bit about me. My name's Anna Patterson. Um, I did not go to school for film, but I lived with Kayla for four years and she reiterated most of her classes to me and I don't know I was I was a dance major dance is my career but I feel like watching tv and watching movies is my hobby and I feel like watching tv is not respected as a as a hobby but I put so much time time and effort into watching um media that I feel like it it should be it's my it's my hobby. It's what I like to talk about. And it's what I talk to my friends about. So that's why we decided to make this little, make this little podcast, make it official, mm-hmm. actually start recording the conversations that we have every single time we hang out. Right. Yeah. And you know, film is such a thing. Like, I feel like you don't have to have like technical expertise about it to just, because mm-hmm. it's storytelling and it's art and it's like looking at a painting. I'm sure if it makes you exactly. feel some type of way, it's, it's, it's- always subjective you know like I I mean there's movies that are critically horrible but like if you sit down you enjoy it then like who the hell cares you know exactly I I respect people that their like favorite film is just some random ass rom-com or something you know like Mm -hmm. let's stick to their guns and stick to their taste Okay, so let's get into it. So recently, Kayla and I, over the summer, we went and saw Old, and Mm -hmm. Justin just saw it recently and texted us immediately. So I thought maybe we should talk about the most recent film first. Old. So what are are our thoughts on Old? I know, Kayla, you have some very strong feelings about this movie. Well, I feel like I left the movie theater in just, like, bewilderment. And I could not form any thoughts together because I was just so angry. You know? <laughs> I feel like the energy in that theater was really hilarious too. Like it got to a point of everyone in this theater, because it was like 10 people. We were all just talking to each other, straight up. And we're, we were all like just laughing together. Like I know that's like so weird and that's not what you'd expect going into like a horror movie, but it just got to the point where every single person in that theater we all were like cracking up at the same moments and we just could not help it. It was so bizarre. So weird. It was such a fascinating movie. Justin, what are your initial thoughts? Initial thoughts on old. Um, I'll say that I didn't like come out with it like a burning rage like Kayla did, you know, because that was what the first thing she said was like, oh, this is, oh, ooh, grinds my gears. But uh, I will say I was confused 
on like a lot of the choices made. I left it with mm-hmm. confusion, you know, because as we said, or as I said, M. Night Shyamalan, I feel like has really good potential. Like his concept was really cool. Yes. I was like, these people are turning old on this beach. Mm-hmm. That would be crazy, right? It's like a weird social experiment. But the scenarios that happen in yeah. the movie oh make no sense. But you can't even give him credit for the idea because it came from a graphic a graphic novel. Right. It did, yeah. Yeah. Or not only graphic novel. Is it's it? a graphic novel. Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah, I believe so. Or if not, a comic book. But um, you can't even give him credit for the the concept. I think mm-hmm. you can give him credit for deciding to turn it into a movie, right. but the movie was just okay, right? Like yeah. the general consensus. It was a movie. I, I think the biggest reason why I was like angry is for two reasons. And that is like that he constantly just portrays mental health in such a negative and like violent way. Mm-hmm. And then and then the second reason is that I once again spent money <laughs> to watch his movie when I'd rather just like illegally watch it online and like risk getting in trouble that way. Like, I don't want to give a freaking penny to that man. The fact that he still has like such a huge budgets to keep making movies like this, like, I feel like he has to be like a really smooth talker with like just executives, you know? Like, I don't know how he keeps getting these opportunities. You wouldn't think, because watching him in interviews and even watching his like acting performance in old, just, I don't know, his, his performance is never good. So I'm just like, how, what are these pitch meetings like? Who is the team that he surrounds himself with that is getting him consistent and constant work? I feel like a lot of his success is based off of like his previous films. Because when he mm. first came out, people were like, oh, he's going to be the next like guy he's the he's the greatest director he's, the guy, he's, yeah. he's gonna be the next spielberg or whatever mm-hmm. back when he did like unbreakable and the sixth sense and all those yeah. things right so like granted they were 20 years ago but i feel like hollywood is still like m night Shyamalan. like he's proven that he can do it so let's give him a whole bunch of money to just maybe yeah. do because maybe it'll happen again but i think that people know that people in hollywood know that everyone is going to go see an m night Shyamalan. Film. yeah like just from the name uh, I think now it almost has become like not that he makes good movies, it's that people are going to be outraged by them or like mm-hmm. they find this like weird little specialness in it. Like the movie The Happening, like what a freaking treat that was. Like I don't care that it was an awful movie, it was such an enjoyable watch. Like so I, I just. in The Happening because that's one of the only one of his movies that I haven't seen but that you like. It, it is okay it's I feel like it's almost on po- on par with the room it's that makes just sense. we're looking at the Rotten Tomatoes score it is not certified fresh um 18 <laughs> percent yeah that does not surprise me at all five out of ten on IMDb honestly I would say that's rather generous <laughs> generous and you wow. enjoyed what and this is a movie that you liked too it I would I would literally I, I would watch it every week but I think it's that so that's funny not good for my mental health but basically what would you classify you, as a guilty pleasure movie for you it it is a movie that so okay Basically, the whole premise is is um, a a global disaster strikes where all these people in the world just for some reason are just stopping in their place, like forgetting. I don't, I, how would I even describe it? Okay, uh, the opening scene, right? Like this girl's in the park, and every single around, every single person around her, even the friend next to her, just pauses, and then. All of them just like kill themselves. What? And you're like watching it and you're like, what the fuck? Like everyone just straight up kills themselves. It's not everybody. It's the it is so it is so bad at explaining like why are these people killing themselves? And then finally, like, I'm just gonna spoil it because honestly, like, it's not that shocking. It's the most absurd thing I've ever heard in my life. You find out that basically plants are emitting oxygen and blowing in the wind, causing people to commit suicide. Wait, but- oxygen? Wait, 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 wait. Oxygen <laughs> is 
plants are emitting some sort of chemical that thus blows in the wind. And when it hits you, you kill yourself. But, but so then there's scenes. I there's okay. scenes where people are like running from the wind and you're like, that's not how wind works. Like it's not how wind works. from the wind. That's not how wind works. Oh, it's just like in old, the explanation for why they're getting old is magnets. Oh, yeah, okay, wait. So if we go it's back to magnets, old, but like okay, wait, real quick. If we go back to old, well, can I ask you guys before we tear it apart, what are some of the things you like about it? Um Actually, the scene that freaked you out the most the, with the girl the with the bone, girl. the bones breaking, I thought was one of the coolest visual effects I've ever seen, especially in the cave with mm. the flashlight. I yes. really enjoyed that the way that looked. Mm. Um, I thought the casting of the kids as they got older, sure. amazing casting. Yeah. Um, I did, however, think that the oldest, the boy, I thought that his older self was Stanley Tucci at first, but it wasn't. Yeah, right? I was like, that's Stanley Tucci with a wig? (laughs) When he's an adult, adult, like when they think they're going to die and then they swim through the fucking coral or shit. But the casting was really, really good for the, Mm. as they got older. Um, Spoiler alert right there, jeez. They get older. They get older, yeah. (laughs) Give give away the ending. Not a spoiler-free podcast, (laughs) by the way. I should have said that in the beginning, but we are tearing shit apart. So like, Mm. we got to get into the, the nitty gritty like we will spoil shit um okay so i do i completely agree with you about the cave like also i feel like the majority of the movie it wasn't that shocking horror wise and then all of a sudden that scene comes up and you're like oh my god like it is horrifying Mm -hmm. and it it was awful I mean, yeah, everything when you do like body like contortion or like body horror is mm-hmm. is a very specific type of freaky that I like that does that does kind of freak me out a little bit. Yeah. So when especially the lights flickering in and out effect mm-hmm. of her changing every time, that really got me. Yeah. Um, oh, I, yeah. I really like I know his character is has some contention and Kayla will probably talk about it later on. But um what's his name? Rufus Swell or whatever. The guy the he was the doctor who, oh, with the mental yeah. health issues as he got older. I thought he crushed it in terms of like making it feel uneasy. The mm-hmm. he did, definitely. character well, as was an questionable, actor, but as an he's actor, just amazing. I thought he was mm-hmm. incredible. He made me feel like so uneasy. And he, this is another thing I liked about the movie. Um, when they got older too, I just mm-hmm. liked how like they didn't show you their faces as they got older because the parents didn't notice that they were getting older. It was kind of like they yeah. shot from like, you know, neck down, and you don't really see them age because it's gradual mm-hmm. until you see like a big change when they're like teenagers. But in the same way yeah. with Rufus uh, Sewell, I guess his name mm-hmm. is, um, I just felt like the little nudges before he like fell off the edge completely were, were really yeah. satisfying for me. I did, I'm remembering now how weird the camera angles were though mm-hmm. in this movie. Like they were just the strangest out of focus yeah. shots that I think were supposed to be transitions when they were like getting older right yeah but it was just weird like it was off-putting to you yeah I don't know it seemed a little cheesy but not in the right way yeah like, so I feel like there was a different cine- like cinematography you could have used to show that or indicate that without being like these weird panning out of focus shots like um so you know you know Mr. Robot the you, yeah. you neither of you guys watch it right no I've seen it Oh, cool, cool. So, so then, so um, Sam Esmail, like he he knows how to frame shots, like in a in a right way that that may, but also that are very skewed and are not like standard framing of of like different scenes. Like it's very bizarre and off putting. I feel like you're not like this is the stupidest thing I've ever seen. But then, but then. M. Night, like he he starts like doing shots, like like in the in the movie old, like some of them just do not work at yeah. all, in my opinion. But then, but then all of a sudden you'll get a shot that's like amazing, like when the mm-hmm. when um the camera like rotates around the mom, and yeah. and it like keeps and the audio keeps cutting because her she's losing like hearing, right? Mm-hmm. And and it, it it was so well done, and I was like, but. And but I feel like the good shots look so much better because they're like they're compared like, right next to like really bad framework. It's mind blowing to me. Mm-hmm. But I I do think there are some good things about the movie. 
yeah. it just took me a long time to ponder it but i thought it was kind of charmingly bad I don't know if I would watch it again, but I wouldn't recommend, but like I, if someone wanted to watch it, I wouldn't recommend against it. I feel like it's a movie. I, I would agree, yeah. I feel like it's one that like, you gotta watch this crazy movie. You're never gonna, if they didn't know anything about the concept, mm-hmm. I would definitely be like, this is an interesting watch. It's gonna freak you out a little bit. May not be the best rewatchability, but mm-hmm. it's something to enjoy yeah. for one watch. How did we feel about the plot twist at the end that it was medical experimentation? I felt like it was kind of obvious because they were watching them the whole time. They were like, hey, guys, that's a camera. Mm-hmm. M. Night is like, you see him? Don't you see him in the middle? Yeah, you see him so up. freaking <laughs> funny. Like a little dot on the, on the cliff. And I remember in the theater, I pointed up. I was like, M. Night, <laughs> like, looking down at Whispered. <laughs> So, like, I thought that was interesting. I liked, oh, here's what I did like. Okay, the the kid, um, the other the two main characters, when mm-hmm. he's a child, I thought he was really adorable. And when they were going around the beach asking people their jobs and everything, mm-hmm. I was like, all right, it's whatever. I didn't think much of it. But I loved I when thought he, it was really cute. I thought it was so cute, right? Yeah. yeah right? It was just like, what's your name and occupation? <laughs> but he adorable. He remembers that the one guy's a cop. And yes. I was like, I loved it. I was like, thank God. He was like, you're a cop. Here you go. This is this book or whatever. Um, super, yeah. super cute. I love that part. Yeah. Well, because I like that they brought that it, it happened. It happened less than a day. Yep. Like before. You know what I mean? Like, it's just creepy to think about that, that even when they're the kids are adults, that they still have the brains of like a six and eight-year-old mm-hmm. or five and eight seven-year-old or whatever wait how do we feel about the pregnancy part and that's a negative why that's a why why do that why have children have sex implied it's just (laughs) implied implied or not it's It's not even implied because she literally gets pregnant she gets period yeah but it's they they went there and i don't know when he came out they didn't need to go there he was like i thought you'd do it 10 times and he's like oh we didn't have a chance to talk about that because why would you with a five-year-old very strange. Yeah. And why would they ever think that that was going to be something that was going to happen if they left them alone together for literally? I know. I know. I I think I was like reading something on Reddit about it, and um, or just like about the movie in general. And someone said that a much better plot, and I completely agree. This was awesome. Was have the baby be the only survivor and like grow up on the island only yeah. knowing the the beach but you know killing the baby right away i was like what was the point you what know what i mean like, the baby dies because of lack of attention because they put it down what was that what? lack of attention okay. lack of attention okay 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 i will say the fact that the baby dies is kind of ridiculous because what was the point of doing it but mm-hmm. I do think that babies dying of lack of attention is a very real thing. It is. And if you're speeding up time, let's say like three minutes was like two weeks mm-hmm. and it's just like, you know, but still, why would you do that? Yeah. I don't understand. What was the point if you were going to have the baby die right away? Because they want to kill off the mom. It's a domino effect. And like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, even, even like, what is his name? Mid-sized sedan. Mid-sized sedan. Oh, Wait, we should talk about guy. mid-sized sedan. Like, yeah. I almost feel like the only reason why they put him in the movie is to is to have the doctor get to a breaking point. Like, I feel like he he had barely any dialogue. His dialogue was so one note, literally. Oh damn. Oh damn. <laughs> like, oh, damn. is so it's ridiculous. Like, give the guys and also. It, I don't know. I, don't, I feel like there was such unnecessary racism in that movie that just like kept escalating, and it just it just caught me off guard because I was like, "What is the well, like? What is the point of this? Like, why why are you putting this into the movie? Like, like yes, yes, the doctor has mental health and he's also racist. You know what I mean? Like, let's and he's violent. Like, let's just and he's supposed to be schizophrenic in the movie. It's like. Yeah honestly fuck M. Night Shyamalan for like continuously continuously making like these over like stigmatized mental illnesses like so much worse like we well, still keep doing this reason, he was also dealing with um like Alzheimer's and dementia which can make you have violent outbursts especially if you're racist on top of that um I just think it was a weird 
character choice, but that brings us kind of to a good segue to segue into Split, if we want to talk about Split mm. a little bit, mm. um, and about him like stigmatizing mental health. I just don't understand why he uses mental health issues as part of the horror genre. I think that's very, that's a very weird decision. Before we uh, go on a split, I just wanted to see if you guys, or ask if you had any more final thoughts on old. Uh, Would final you, thoughts. Final thoughts. Um, I think that it has way more negatives than positives, obviously. <laughs> um, I think that it's kind of a weird pandery movie, but then also is like, I don't know. I really just don't know how I feel about it still. I remember walking out of the theater and being like, just so confused. Mm. Also, I just hate that M. Night Shyamalan puts himself in all his movies. That's, I think that's very weird. The cameo director? What are we doing? I think what that's very doing? strange <laughs> and narcissistic. Him and Tarantino. I, I will say that it, I know this is like a really weird thought, but I feel like out of all of his movies, this cameo was the most creative. And I know that's really stupid, like off the top of your head, because like, obviously it's not subtle at all. You know what I mean? Like he drives them to the beach. He's on the cliff, like, like monitoring them. But at the same time, it's kind of funny because he's like directing this movie and he's putting all of his actors together. And then he's on the cliff, just like being the onlooker, like monitoring everything they do. It's it's like, I don't know. I think it's a little funny in terms of, the comparison between directing and his cameo him driving them to the beach was actually really hilarious when he's like so here's your picnic basket all the food here's the (laughs) and he's so stiff in his delivery he goes i'll pick you up in an hour and then just drives away it's just so awkward I he's such a bad actor i love how they were playing off of him though they were like hey so like why do we have this stuff and he's like i don't know what to tell you man i'm just I'm just getting out of here. Yeah. Bye. I, the dialogue was honestly, like, in my opinion, the worst part about old. Like, it uh-huh. genuinely was so bad. And it sucks because a lot of those actors are, like, critically acclaimed. Uh-huh. They're, they've been they've proven time and time again that they know how to act, you know? And, and I will give them the credit, but, like... On top of a bad director who's also putting himself in the movie, it's mm-hmm. not going to be great. It's not going to... The delivery's not going to be great. And, and, and they just constantly, constantly explain shit, like, over and over and over again with the dialogue. Yeah. It's like, yeah, we're watching it. Like, why are you telling me? Like, yes, I'm watching the same thing. Like, He's, like, know. the king of treating his audiences like we're idiots, I think. Yeah, like, we're fucking stupid as shit. Yeah, like, we can't figure yeah. things out. Yeah, I'm glad we can swear. <laughs> yeah. I just don't understand, like, this man never learned show, don't tell. Sure never learned that as a concept he's very big on the dialogue don't just like giving exposition just like once that twist has happened he's like let's make sure let's make sure we all understand what's going on here so this twist doesn't get confused and then i'm Mm -hmm. gonna move on but a part of a twist is kind of just like the you catching on yourself oh no yes this is but that that's what made the sixth sense such a successful movie right right because it was a perfectly placed plot twist Mm -hmm. and it still is like one of my favorite movies really i watched it when i was like 10 years old and i was like this is the best thing i've ever watched yeah um and i was like i wish i could see people <laughs> but it's just one of the most perfectly placed plot twists and i feel like he's never been able to live up to that well he had a few heavy hitters right he had uh that he had signs. unbreakable signs and unbreakable is mine like i i love that yeah because that's twist. what is the See, plot i've never seen it never never seen unbreakable or glass which is why i'm glad <laughs> we're doing this together because i those are like the only movies i haven't seen by him i didn't see glass but i did see unbreakable but i didn't really what was the plot twist at the end of unbreakable well the whole plot twist is that like is he does he actually have powers or does he not it was kind of like playing off of that yeah because we didn't really know and the plot twist at the end of that is that like no, he actually is unbreakable because, like, he believes in it. It's not just, like, imaginary. And that kind of leads mm. into, like, is glass just, like, is it, are his bones really that brittle? Like, what's really going on? But I think the plot was an unbreakable is that, like, uh, Mr. Glass, who's Samuel Jackson, planned the train crash that uh, Bruce Willis lost his family in in the beginning. Um, it was kind of like a loop, if you will. 
Um, but yeah, no. So have you guys, have you guys seen Split, both of you? Yes. I think we yes. saw Split together. In- we did. We, we saw in theaters. Yeah. Mm. I actually really liked it when we saw it. I remember walking out of the Yeah. That was good. Have your thoughts changed it, now? I feel like in terms of mental illness, it was unnecessary almost to have him have DID, but like I see where he was going with it. And then it almost made it better that like a supernatural characteristic came up at the end because then you're like, okay, you know, this isn't the mental illness anymore. Like his insanity kind of got explained because there's something like underlying his mental illness that's like you know not of this world so then I was like okay yeah I think that is bad (laughs) the movie definitely was successful specifically because of James McAvoy oh so good I just think he's a brilliant actor um Mm -hmm. and did a great job of taking on all of these personalities I do think since watching the movie I don't know if it aged incredibly well I think we know a lot about DID now that we didn't know when that movie had come out, or at least I do. Like I've increased my own personal knowledge of DID. Yeah. And I just think it's a bad portrayal of what DID is actually like for people who suffer from it. It uh, also doesn't help that like a lot of psychologists still don't believe DID is real. So, I mean, making a movie that depicts it in very negatively is like, it's not helping. Mm. <laughs> did you like the case all? of DID you know did you hmm? get it all how like in the movies because that's kind of like the thing people think they're like they don't take them seriously because they're like this isn't actually happening to you they kind of bring that stigma that I feel like people have in the real world to the movies and they're like you know this isn't a real thing this isn't happening you're just crazy but it mm. turns out like no like you said it's not just the mental health issues it's like there's actually something otherworldly to them I don't know like I I liked the twist of like they're just not being taken seriously as mental health patients but the twist is no there's actually like abilities that they have they're actually different Mm. um just because if it was only about the mental health you're i I agree like it it doesn't represent it in the best way um but there's a twist on top of that i don't know i will say when we're in theaters sorry when when we're in theaters like watching it when he like just pulled out that supernatural like behavior we were all like what is going on where where did this movie just go Uh like it was so so bizarre because when he because he abducts those girls Anya taylor joy for like yeah i know she she killed in that movie she was good she was good she was great. What was the reason for him abducting them? Just because he wanted them? He just, he was like a serial abductor. Like yeah. He was, yeah. Um, but she was special. She was, she was damaged, which, oh man, yeah. that's the one thing I'm like, oh, she's different because she talked about glorifying because she like self-harms and things like that. It's kind of like, all right, this oh, is yeah, it. That's so true. That was a whole thing forget. She, then the movie, like he doesn't, he lets her go basically because like, he sees that she's different than everyone else because he shares she's his pain. She's not like other you know? girls. I hate oh, that she's and not she like was other. also, she was like sexually abused as a yeah. child, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. And so he feels like a connection with her and lets her go. Which is wild to say the mm-hmm. least. Um, but yeah, when you when you bring up like the supernatural stuff, I like the blend because when he turns into like the beast or whatever, like the animal, mm-hmm. I haven't seen the movie in a few years, but like, they were like, oh, can he climb up walls because like he has powers or because he just he's so athletic? And I was like, I, I don't know, but <laughs> it, it was weird. I, was, I don't know. Um, the visit, which I believe came out like a couple years before that, mm-hmm. which guess what? I saw in theaters. <laughs> I like don't know why I keep giving more money. Keep giving someone all your money. I feel like I'm like funding him like twelve dollars for every film. <laughs> are, you literally are. Films. Awful. But um, but in the visit, like there was nothing supernatural. It was just like escaped mental patients. I almost but, but there's no reason. Yeah. It's it's just literally like mental health is violent and and it causes people to want to impersonate other people and kill children mm-hmm. so what's the point? like okay even in like the sixth sense you have that one do you remember there's the mother who killed her daughter because she had munchausen's by proxy 
there's always some kind of mental illness in every single one of his films. It's a very big theme of his, yeah. It's such a big theme, and I just don't understand the obsession with it and the obsession with specifically demonizing these people. Like, Munchausen's by proxy is a whole other, like, evil situation, but still, yeah. it's every single, every single movie. I know. It's definitely a recurring theme, and I'm, I'm actually curious, I haven't researched him as a person too much, but I'm curious as to, like, what, maybe because it worked for him once, and he's mm-hmm. like, let me just try to recreate that magic, but I'm curious as to why he focuses on that so much, because you're right, it's in every single one of his movies, just this theme of, like, mental health being an issue almost i'm gonna look up real quick if he is actually like a neurodivergent person Mm. so with the visit is that the one where uh i've never seen the trailer when it came out it's that trailer was but they give away the twist in the trailer which is so weird the people they're staying with are crazy or whatever or they're they're trying to murder them those aren't your grandparents right yeah yes so then i was like why am i gonna see this movie if they already gave away the main twist in in the movie like in the- I, I genuinely think that it's his best movie that he's made in like a decade. Really? The visit. Yeah. It's- like it I think it was very well done. Mm. Do I like that there is like the fact that there's a mental health issue underlying the actions of of like the two villains? No, you know, like, but I mean that's kind of just the territory for M. Night Shyamalan. But it watching it, I so I you know like found footage films. Yeah, it was a whole very whole, hit or miss. All the rage back in the day. Um. Well, it's so it's basically like found footage, if you will. But in, I wouldn't say found footage because it's just like two kids recording everything going on with them, and in like the whole thing is recorded by these two kids, and it's done in such a amazing way that like. It's so much more terrifying because the majority of it is like is POV, you know. It's just yeah, like point of view of like these kids experiencing as well. It's yeah, it's inc- I I really honestly enjoyed the visit. It not, was terrifying. Not to you know super spoil anything, but you know spoiler free podcast. I mean, what are we doing? Um, but uh, or spoiler free spoil no. spoiled. No, it's <laughs> not spoiler not free. Spoiler. We're yeah. not. Uh, okay. It's a spoiled. It's spoiled. Is that the one where, like, in the trailer, they're like, "Oh, come get a bite to eat," and they try to put them in the oven or something? They try to cook them. Is that is that that movie? I I mean, yeah, but like Hansel and Gretel. In the it's spider. I yeah like, yeah. I feel like Hansel and Gretel, like the movie had just come out, like close to that. I feel like this is around the same time, and so I feel like they were just kind of trying to get like audience. Is to be like, oh, we're gonna cook and eat the kids, but no. <laughs> so that doesn't happen. I, I I will say, watching it, if I if I remember, it's been like a couple years since I watched it, but I watched it a couple times. They there is a moment where you're like, is is this grandma gonna push the kid in the oven? Like you're right. you're like really on the edge of your seat. Like is that is she actually gonna do that? Yeah, like it's do it's, it's terrifying. Yeah. Like I I almost want you guys to watch it. Cause it it is like gen and like I feel like it really utilizes um the same kind of like filmmaking as as the woman in the cave of old, you mm. know, and and she's just the the lighting keeps going in and out. Yeah. Oh man, <laughs> that movie's okay. freaking terrifying. Okay, okay. Question though about that scene, and I hope this doesn't like uh, make your feelings about that scene any different. But wh- so her whole thing was like don't look at me. I'm a hunchback. I need my calcium or whatever. Mm-hmm. Right. So she was mad at them and she was trying to free, she was trying to scare them away. She was like, don't use the light. Don't look at me. But then why did she keep crawling towards them and breaking her bones? Why didn't she just stop? What I was think the deal? that her bones just keep breaking. So it almost looks like she's crawling, but she's not. She's just like being slowly crushed by her own, by the weight of her own body. Oh, I thought she was crawling towards them. No, I don't think so. I think that she's just like, She's on all fours and then her arms break. Like, I don't think she, her intention was to crawl toward them. I think that with the flickering light, you get that effect. And then on top of it, the weight of her own body. Because I I thought that was so cool in the movie. Because that was such a weird detail to add in. She's like, oh, I need calcium pills. But you think that she's just like this vapid person. But it's like, no, she actually needs them. 
Like she really suffered so from a horrible dis- bone disorder. Yeah. But that's um, also so creative. Like, again, I don't know if it comes from the graphic novel, but like just the idea that time moves so fast that, that your bones immediately like, like uh-huh. set is so fucking terrifying. That is such a terrifying idea. About the tumor. Oh my god. When oh my, they were trying oh to hold Christopher Rundobin and yeah. take it out and it was huge. I was like, mm. mm-hmm. I'm glad they showed it because my imagination would have went crazy. But like it was just the size of a watermelon and they were like, let's take this out. Yeah. yeah. So and she healed so quick. Like they didn't even have to suture her up or anything. Convenient in some places. Yeah. I, I feel like there's no way that she wouldn't have died. Like, imagine like I, I don't know. I don't know that. Because also it's going it's so complex. And you're just putting your now. I feel like everything would have come back together, but it would have come back together wrong, right? Because where was the tumor? It was like, like kidney area. It was in her kidneys, right? Maybe. And then also you're you have completely like unsanitized hands, and you're put it like wouldn't she like immediately get like, like some sort yeah, of like tetanus. bacterial infection that just killed her immediately? I get tetanus. Oh well, the way they killed the um, the doctor was they was slashed them with a rusty knife, and then it got an infection. And yeah, yeah. so that yeah, was honestly, pretty cool. I'm not gonna lie, that was that was pretty cool. How it spread up his arm and everything. I was like, okay, was like, how did this sedan die? He, he got stabbed with, with another knife, mm. which seemed like really simple compared to how everyone else. Yeah, died. No, they should have given but... sedan a more creative death. That was weird. I think they were just like he like we were taking because there was like he had a blood thing but mm-hmm. he was still physically like able-bodied you know yeah so I feel like they just wanted to remove that because it erases the tension you know mm-hmm. but also why do you have him there in the first place what did he really accomplish you yeah know? besides also why how did he get to the beach like was he he clearly wasn't part of like another experiment and also he didn't age at all yeah yeah like from oh. the from the You're opening like who was that man well, like who was he what was his story i need a movie of him he had gone on the beach at night with the girl that drowned yes yes what i will say is though is black don't crack you know what i mean he's looking good he's looking at these wrinkles you know he's, he's good he's good okay okay um, okay well that's Slightly weak excuse, but <laughs> I'll accept it. At night, knows he knows he knows he knows. Um, <laughs> knows. But yeah, that I also liked how at night I thought we we're just going back to old again. I like yeah. how at night they were. <laughs> well, it the, all goes back to old. it all comes back to eventually. At, when they were by the campfire, they had like just the campfire, and then everything around them was pitch black. Mm. I enjoyed. I enjoyed. It. it was nice. But um, yeah, some things don't make sense. The tumor. How does she not get infection when they just? And there's sandy mitts in her. What's what's going on? <laughs> there's sandy mitts. Sandy <laughs> mitts in her. It was weird. Um, yeah. yeah. I, I saw, but I did like the the tension of you know the most capable person, which would be the doctor, is the one suffering from like on early onset dementia. You know, because that know. erases that whole entire like safety net you have. Yeah, exactly. Well, they they said they said in the movie that he he did not have dementia. He had schizophrenia. Oh, I know, but that? everything oh. that's does, that's so that's why I keep joking before that I like they got schizo the symptoms of schizophrenia wrong. Right. I feel like they did because he has rage problems and that he like schizophrenics ha- don't really have necessarily rage problems. Oh. I think that when they're seeing things and hearing voices, they just tell them to do things and then they it's act it's like, more like self-harm based than anything else. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. not it's not violent outbursts. Like that to me seems in, more in line with Alzheimer's yeah. or dementia, yeah. and it's like uh, just research well, what you're gonna do a movie on. Guys, you know one movie that doesn't involve our mental health that he did. Um, I don't know if you've seen or heard, but uh, Avatar: The oh Last Airbender God. is the <laughs> jewel of all M Night Shyamalan movies. Have you seen it? Have you seen it? I saw that shit in theaters <laughs> as a child, and you did just. <laughs> oh god oh my god i was so upset i just remember the way that they did off of dirty oh, oh yeah. his and all like there's so much wrong with that movie there's so much wrong can we look up some photos real quick yeah, like sure. can i just like can i just um mention like one little fun fact if you will yes so in in the happening right 
M. Night Shyamalan's kind of like known to like randomly he'll just put like little easter eggs to his other movies mm-hmm. right and so and so basically like in the happening they get like one of the characters gets off a school bus or something or school bus pulls up in front of the camera and and it's the year on the school bus the number of the bus was the year avatar last airbender was made Ew. it was just like a subtle it was it genuinely felt like a subtle like fuck you like it was so annoying he's such an asshole honestly the idea that you can put an entire season of avatar an entire season into a two-hour film is ridiculous there's so much that happens like yeah. i love it as a series because and as a comic book because there's so many different side quests they can go off on um, you can have those moments that aren't super plot driven. Right. Um, okay. So I haven't seen this movie since it came out. I don't think. Is this actually how Oppo looked? Look yes, like, with those like grotesque that. feet. <laughs> Why did they give him these know. long feet? This looks kind of wild. Like what's there? <laughs> what? It's like a beast. He's an like it's so gross looking, and Appa's the cute one of the cutest animated yes. characters. I know. And you made him look like a monster. Like an insect. (laughs) Like basic details, like just getting the characters' names right. And and also, (laughs) why would you, like, okay, it is so, I I feel like this has more to do with like how Asian representation is portrayed in media, but just the fact that like you made all your freaking characters white, and then I believe the Fire Nation was Indian. Yeah, yeah, but all the ensemble know. characters are Asian. That is horrific. Justin is showing me a video of Appa right now. It's so horrific. Oh, man. Yeah, the, the feet are... Oh, my God. Why? Yeah. <laughs> so bad. Yeah, there were just a lot of choices made in that movie that... Is uh, M. Night Shyamalan in Avatar? I believe he is I believe at one point. believe a cameo as a firebender, I think. Because also, the firebenders, aren't they supposed to be Japanese? If if any of the characters like sure. they would be of Asian, like the, yeah, 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 I believe so because um, like Uncle Iroh, like that's that's yeah. a Japanese name. Yeah, Zuko, Zuko. Oza, you know all of these. Yeah, the architecture is like a little more Thai. Sure. I feel like, but overall, I feel like the Fire Nation is Japanese, and then to make them Indian or South Asian is just an interesting choice when they're so clearly. Japanese in my opinion Mm -hmm. I don't know that whole movie was such a fucking shit show also the fact that so Mm -hmm. the guy that plays Sokka is Jasper from yeah isn't that nuts he is like you look at him and and you're just like (laughs) he he there's no way he's gonna be funny like you have to you have to cast someone who's so charismatic and funny he is such a serious actor I do think he's a good actor but he is a very he's played very serious roles and or like horror movie is more his genre um so to have him yeah this guy yes I feel like no one chooses to be a horror movie actor no it's a last resort it's kind of sad. Like uh, Skarsgård? Well, okay. I guess there's certain, there's certain career opportunities that... Yeah. Well, you I, become I, a very niche actor. but I think it depends on what it is. You, you, you do get pigeonholed. Yeah. Um, easily. Yeah. But anyway, I don't know. Avatar, one of the worst movies I've ever seen. I just don't yeah. understand the lack of representation. The idea, like, the idea that you could make this movie with all white actors is bizarre. It, it's so sad because... Because Avatar is, Avatar Last Airbender is just, like, as a show, is so perfect. Like, it's so well done. Like, it's the most incredible show, in my opinion. Like, it genuinely it is. is. Like, it, I think it's-, it's beloved across generations. Like, kids today, when I was a nanny, like, the eight-year-olds I was nannying were watching Avatar, which was a show that came out when I was younger than them. So, yeah. I just, I love that it has like such a wide appeal and the fact that he he clearly did not care about the show no he didn't he he did not give a single shit that was the problem there was no heart behind it there was no care put into the casting there was no care put into the animation Mm -hmm. one of the things that pissed me off the most is Zuko's scar is non-existent it's kind of rough yeah 
Um, it's, it's supposed like, to that's... completely destroy his appearance, and he had just like a little wrinkle, basically. Oh, like so a annoying. on his face. Um, Aang's tattoos being like kind of redone in this way. I don't know. How do you guys feel that they're making a live action Netflix show? I mean, look, it remains to be seen. I'm willing to give anything a chance, but like, I feel like since this has already come out, they'll take this as an example of things not to do. You yeah. know what I mean? The cast that came out, have you seen it? Yes. I thought it, they looked decent. They um, do. Like, but I gotta see where it goes. I, I do think it's strange to like have, try, I think Hollywood has a very bad track record of like adapting, you know, whether it's like beloved cartoons or animes and things like that. And for Avatar specifically, it did seem weird because this was like 2010, right? Like this mm-hmm. was still like, oh, M. Night Shyamalan could be the guy. Like, you know, he's got it. He's, mm-hmm. he's, he's this great director. And this was, I feel like, a, a big divide between like people falling off, losing faith in well, him. Mm-hmm. I, I will say that the, the movie that really cemented him as like, or that made him like a slight pariah in terms of like, movie reviews you know people really fucking hating one of his films was lady in the water in 2006 that was the turning point like that movie was the turning point for critics being like um is this is he a good director (laughs) i genuinely think that the sixth sense was just such a mind fuck to people and was such such a success that everyone just thought that he was gonna do great things for his the entirety of his career but the fact is you burn out at a certain point like you do so much that you are going to eventually not have any more energy to put it into your future projects i just think he fears being irrelevant and he's just going to keep pumping out more and more shit because he's scared that he's going to lose his his like following even though he doesn't really he has a weird like what even is his following anymore like it's so bizarre I feel like I kind of equate him to like Michael Bay of horror where it's just like very like cheap, like shock factor, if anything. Mm-hmm. Um, but that does have an yeah. audience, you know, because if you look on the Netflix, Michael like, Bay of horror. Right, like most, of the, most of the movies on like Netflix or whatever are just like these kind of shock horror, just kind of like surface level. Maybe there's a twist, but like they're, they give me an M. Night vibe, whereas like it's very, very hard pressed to find things like, I don't know what you guys may consider a good horror movie, but um something like hereditary where it's a little more yeah. thought put into it um, what are what are your favorite horror movies uh i would say off my head hereditary is great um i i don't know if you considered horror movie but i do love the og saw movie yeah Saw's cool <laughs> um i don't know what about what about you kayla what's your favorite i mean i I honestly don't know. I know that's like really weird because horror is probably my favorite genre, but there's just like so many different kinds of horror movies. In like like if you watch if you watch anything by like Eli Roth, like Hostel or or um Cabin Fever, he he don't, that's like really really gruesome horror, but then then you have like psychological horror like Rosemary's Baby that's like yeah. so well done. And you're just like, well, she is Rosemary's baby. Whoa. Um, I don't know why this movie came to my mind, but there's like a n- late 90s movie called Cube. Cube? It is really, really weird, but it's a really good movie. I don't know why that, that's the one that came into my mind, but <laughs> Cube. <laughs> my, my favorite horror movie has to be um, Suspiria. Oh, Suspiria is good. Suspiria is just so good. Because yeah. I don't like like it bodily crap and that that's why like well that's i old I back as a dancer i appreciate stuff like that more because i kind of like i don't know just movement analysis is one of my favorite things and movement in film specifically i think suspiria just does such a beautiful job mm-hmm. of portraying movement in film especially in a horror genre um it's just a great great movie after google here has jogged my memory i would say that my favorite horror movies if i had to pick like three let's say are like hereditary Mm. um the conjurings just like all of them i love those movies and then i don't know if you would consider but get out 
blew my mind. Get Out is a great movie. That was that was enjoyable. is the new face of horror. I can't believe I forgot about it. We haven't. Have you guys seen Antebellum? No, I haven't seen it yet, and I really want to. Those movies because Janella Monet, yeah, isn't it? And she's she's fucking awesome. She is indeed. I yeah, I I don't know. Those the vibe of the movie. I don't know. It's weird. It's weird. But I'll, I'll get around to it eventually. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Always saying, yeah. But would we consider M. Night Shyamalan a ho- Is he horror? Or is he more like thriller? Or is he his own thing? Because. I mean, what would you consider? I think. Considered a horror movie? I think he wants to be. I think he wants to be psychological thriller, but instead he's like B movie horror. <laughs> With like. Because when I was like a child and I watched the sixth sense because I watched it probably when I was too young I think I had the flu and my mom was just showing me random ass movies um but I think when I watched that movie as a kid I thought that it was a thriller and I was like oh that's my favorite genre is is the thriller genre I I can I can see that I can see that but I will say the visit was genuinely like his only good horror movie ever but um Sorry, finish. What do you think? Uh, okay, I will say a movie that really went under the radar, though, that no one talks about, but it was truly a fucking horrible movie by him was After Earth, starring Will Smith and Jaden Smith. That Terrible. Was, that was an M Night Shyamalan. That's movie? M Night Shyamalan. Isn't that crazy? Oh, it doesn't seem like it's him. Oh. and he tried to hide his name. The reason why no one talks about it is because he didn't put his name on any of the posters. Like he tried to hide his name for that whole film. Yeah, he probably so knew that it was going to be bad. I think he was just given that script. It all, and It all makes sense. Because he didn't put himself in that movie either. Mm. He probably knew it was going to be bad. Interesting. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was a rough movie. Um, I feel like they wanted to do a whole, you know, father-son thing, but it just it hit. Um, have you guys seen the movie Devil? In the, no. In the, it's the movie when... Seen what? The movie Devil, when they're in the elevator. And that's M. Night <gasps> The stories by M. Night Shyamalan. Isn't that crazy? He's direct. Oh my! Wait. So that was that was like the first horror movie I've ever watched. That's a great movie. Isn't right? that that's so? That's probably why I like Grab instinctive it. keep watching M Night Shyamalan movies. But it was so bad. You didn't it was like not it. a good movie. You didn't like it. I remember being like, "This isn't a good movie," but I love it because it's so right. disturbing. Right. Right. You know what I mean? Like, it's that kind of horror movie where it's like. Like an 80s horror movie where you're watching it and you're like, is this amazing? I don't know. I really, it's kind of good. It's the <laughs> like Evil Dead. Yeah. Evil Dead's a perfect example of that. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Mm-hmm. I love that. I kind of love those movies where the whole time you're questioning, like, is this good? Like, that's how I felt when we were watching um, Spiral. Spiral, yeah. I was like, is this a good movie? And then at the end, I was like, it was a good movie. It, it was good. It was good. It was good enough, you know what I mean? It's, uh... Oh, did you guys see the new Halloween? movie oh wow halloween kills halloween Kayla kills. hasn't seen you haven't seen it, <laughs> no, seen it no but you haven't seen the 2017 one right no i hadn't so seen <laughs> any of the halloween movies and then i went and saw it. but i feel like i knew everything i needed to know is that jamie lee curtis my jamie lee curtis michael myers you know beat up michael myers is i think all i needed to know that's the vibe. i could genuinely go the rest of my life without watching other halloween movies <laughs> <laughs> hates this these movies it's like, <laughs> really i don't know what it is about them they're gonna <laughs> keep like making it. them for the rest of time because they made it canon that michael myers can't die you can't but kill it, it him. bothers me but, well, as <sighs> long as the fear survives he and, survives and this, and and i think we're at like 12 movies now or something like that like yeah. that's more yeah. than saw like, come on, you know, get it together. What what makes what makes him so special? At least like, saw it's like he's just a guy. People. It's different people being saw. Right. Whereas in in the Halloween Miles movies, it's always gonna be Michael Myers. Like it's always gonna be him. Hmm. And he is like you just can't kill him. And why? For what? Well, I feel like now they're getting into like is he something supernatural? Is there something more? I hate that in, though. Because in the in this movie that we saw, Halloween yes. Kills, there's no explanation if he's human as to how he lived. Because no, he got fucking 
be in the streets. They beat the shit out. They shot him so many times. Shot him. You just gotta put that guy in a wood chipper. Clubs. Fargo it. (laughs) That's what they have to do. Put him in a wood chipper. (laughs) 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 Like it doesn't work and malfunctions. So terrible. No, it was it was wild, but um, I don't know the the iconic horror movie villains. I feel like are iconic just because like oh well it's a slasher villain, but I feel like as movies none of them like this Nightmare on Elm Street, uh, Friday the Thirteenth. I don't know if there are any great movies for me. Um, it's more about the, the villain the mm-hmm. slasher guy. Um, Scream. Wait, Scream. Can I go show you guys a gift I just got from my friend yesterday? Yeah, sure. go for it. All right, I'll be back. Oh my god, that's cute. Whoa. That's so Freddy Krueger glass. So for I people li- for people listening, um, Kayla has a wine glass that looks like it's stained with blood and then has like an embossed um Freddy Krueger on the front. Mm-hmm. Very cute. You mm-hmm. bought that for someone else? No, this my friend just gave me this as a gift yesterday because so she cute. wanted to do Christmas early because she's starting her new job. Oh, and I was like, Carly? cool, cool, cool. Hmm? From Carly? Yeah. You. Awesome. I don't even really like Freddy Krueger all that much, but no, it's, but it's like a glass. glass. <laughs> like sometimes you just get a glass, and you, that's what you're gonna use for the rest of the time. How would you? How would you describe M Night Shyamalan in three words? Oh, what? I think that's three a good words. way to end this, right? Uh, in three words, how would we describe him? In the nicest way possible. Uh, uh, yeah, in the nicest way possible. In the nicest way possible. Waste of potential. Waste of potential. I know that sounds mean. Justin. I know that sounds mean, but like he has so many tools to like do something great because I've seen him do it. Mm-hmm. But like, ah, I don't know what it is about him that he just gets in his own way. Yeah. Yeah. I'd say. Kayla. Mm. I would say a problematic mm. con or a problematic egotistical train wreck. <laughs> a lot of comments. <laughs> um I ego was one of mine. Ego. Uh, thriller, predictable. Predictable is crazy. Predictable. He's the king of the podcast, but I think he has some of the most predictable endings. Yeah, yeah. He does, but his plots, I will say his plots are creative. Yeah. He's got cool concepts. I feel like his concepts are the only thing that's like pulling audience members in, Mm -hmm. is, is his concepts. But it's just yeah. awful execution every time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And he's known for his plot twists. And I always feel like I am kind of let down at the end, mm-hmm. which is unfortunate. If you're going to be known for something, do it well. If you, if you want a good plot twist, watch Shutter Island. That's a good movie. Okay. That's how to, that's how to do a plot twist right. I can't give any more attention to Leonardo DiCaprio. You guys ever see The Boy? The boy, no. The boy, that yeah. Wait, wait the, the the like really long movie that chronologic chronologically follows like no, one not, kid's life. Not boy, not boy. Oh wait, that's boy, 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 boy right? Boy, boy, boy. The like... boy. It's about a girl who gets hired. Maggie from The Walking Dead gets hired to be a nanny. Um, to doll. <gasps> have you seen this movie? I have seen it. Yes, that's a good plot twist. I, that was, I forgot about it. I completely <laughs> forgot about that movie. That was, that was pretty good. It was good. It was solid twist. Have you guys you ever seen, it. have you seen The Babadook before? <laughs> no, but so many people talk about You've never seen The Babadook? I've never the seen Babadook. The Babadook. <laughs> <laughs> A.K. the cutest name of any movie ever with yes. <laughs> the most horrifying creature mm-hmm. that you never see. Literally. Okay, cool. Guys, I think we are done i think that that was good to go good job yeah okay y'all thanks for having us on yeah thank you guys for yeah first episode ever thank you guys for being being a part of it hopefully this will be out on wednesdays Mm -hmm. um i'm gonna try and do this 
every like couple weeks. Nice. Um, and yeah, just recording conversations about the movies that we watch and the shows that we watch. Yeah. Nice. Kayla, can okay. I have you on to talk about the great at some point? I would love that (laughs) so much yeah Yeah, I'm gonna get Troy to finish this season and then he'll probably come on with us all right cool I have a lot to talk about such a good show okay hello again and congratulations if you made it this far uh thank you so much for listening and a big thank you to my two guests Justin and Kayla thank you guys so much for being a part of the very first what you watch in the podcast Again, my name is Anna Patterson, and thank you for tuning in uh, to this episode of Whatcha Watchin', the podcast.